When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Saturday the 12th of February. I'm Ellie House. And I'm Laura Cook. Fears of a potential Russian invasion of Ukraine become more urgent. What is lined up on the borders of Ukraine and in the Black Sea is capable of taking tens of thousands of lives in no time at all. This is the most deadly combination of military might that we've seen assembled on the UK, on the European continent since 1945. And in Paris, police mobilise against France's own version of the trucker Freedom Convoy. To keep respectable people from asking for, demanding their freedom, they send tanks. This has never been seen. The Times Daily World Briefing. Today, we begin on the border between Russia and Ukraine, where tensions remain high, with international intelligence reports suggesting an increase in Russian military presence. After weeks of diplomatic efforts, the United States on Friday warned that a potential Russian invasion could be imminent. US National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. We encourage all American citizens who remain in Ukraine to depart immediately. We want to be crystal clear on this point. Any American in Ukraine should leave as soon as possible and in any event in the next 24 to 48 hours. We obviously cannot predict the future. We don't know exactly what is going to happen. But the risk is now high enough and the threat is now immediate enough that this is what prudence demands. It comes as countries like the US, United Kingdom, Australia and Canada urge their citizens to leave Ukraine as soon as possible. James Heapy, the UK's Minister for the Armed Forces, spoke to Times Radio. What is lined up on the borders of Ukraine and in the Black Sea is capable of taking tens of thousands of lives in no time at all. This is the most deadly combination of military might that we've seen assembled on the UK, on the European continent since 1945. Anthony Lloyd is the Times of London war correspondent. Speaking to Times Radio from the capital of Ukraine, he said that the concern expressed by world leaders isn't matched on the ground in Kiev. Even if there are 130,000 soldiers, Russian soldiers around Ukraine, they're quite spread around three borders. Um, so actually, to do a huge coherent operation to seize a large amount of ground and hold it would be rather difficult for the Russians. Beyond that, I mean, the Ukrainian army has improved hugely since 2014, um, but its, its strategy is more to make the Russians pay 
for an invasion in terms of inflicting casualties on them than an understanding that they could hold ground against the Russians. I think they accept that if it really came to it, they could not hold ground against the Russians. Moscow has accused the West of hysteria and denies it's planning an attack. It may have started in Canada, but now the so-called Freedom Convoy movement of motorists demonstrating against COVID-19 restrictions has gone worldwide. In Paris, France, demonstrators gathered on Friday to cheer on the convoy of vehicles which was heading for the city, despite a police order not to enter the capital. French authorities mobilised thousands of police and water cannon trucks to keep them out. Michel is one of the convoy's supporters. To keep respectable people from asking for, demanding their freedom, they send tanks. This has never been seen. Over the weekend, more than 7,000 officers are expected to be mobilised. The demonstration shows signs of bringing together disparate groups against French President Emmanuel Macron just two months before the presidential election. Some protesters waved yellow vests, alluding to the anti-government Gilets Jaunes movement in 2018 and 2019. One demonstrator said, I support the convoy that's on its way, but for me, it's visceral. I'm simply anti-Macron. <laughs> On the way, Afghan refugees turn to protest in the United Arab Emirates and Kanye West threatens to pull out of Coachella. The Times Daily World Briefing. We move to Italy now, the home of the Catholic Church, where the religious institution is facing renewed calls for an abuse inquiry. Nine victims groups have come together to put pressure on the Italian government to investigate past and present sex abuse in the Roman Catholic Church. They claim that there are thousands of cases which have not been acted upon. Philip Pulella is a reporter with Reuters. This consortium of groups is uh, launching a program which is called Beyond the Great Silence and also a hashtag which is called uh, Italy Church 2, which of course is reminiscent of the Me Too movement um, in the United States and around the world. This homegrown Italian campaign follows other Me Too moments for the church around the world, with the likes of Germany, Australia, the US and Chile uncovering abuse in their own local investigations. The latest of these reports came from France last year. It found more than 200,000 children had been abused in Catholic institutions over 70 years. Now the reckoning is coming to the heart of the church in Italy. The debate within the church is whether this report uh, should be an internal report carried out by the church or an external report such as the ones that were done in France and Germany, which were commissioned, outsourced, so to speak, to other groups, uh, independent groups, such as a group of lawyers. In a country where about 74% of the population are Catholic, the results of an independent inquiry could prove very significant. This is the sound of a rare refugee protest in Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. Hundreds of Afghan refugees went into their third day of protests on Friday, demonstrating over what they say is a lack of communication about the resettlement process. 
Thousands of Afghans were last year evacuated to the UAE on behalf of Western countries amid a chaotic military withdrawal from Afghanistan and the resurgence of the Taliban. But six months later, they're still waiting for their official relocation. Refugees at a temporary housing facility held signs demanding freedom and a home in the United States. One child's banner read, Kids are not for jail. This week, a US official visited the Abu Dhabi facility, saying it could take years to process applications. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. Now, with the latest in Olympic snowboarding, here's John Jackson. The Winter Olympics may only be around halfway through, but it's already the end of the road. Or should I say halfpipe for one legend of the Games? Sean White broke down in tears after completing his final ever competitive run in the Olympic snowboarding as the American heads into retirement at the age of 35. White's name has been synonymous with the sport ever since he won gold at the age of 19. Two further golds in four games since and he cemented his place as a legend of the event. White was the oldest snowboarder at the halfpipe final, going against formidable younger competitors like Japan's Amayu Hirano, who eventually won gold after landing a triple cork in his final run. Australian Scotty James took silver, while Switzerland's Jan Scherer took bronze. White finished fourth. He told reporters he'll be involved in training the next generation of athletes in his retirement and joked he'd never have to be stressed on a snowboard ever again. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Rapper Kanye West is in another celeb spat, this time with 20-year-old musician Billie Eilish. Both are due to headline the Coachella Music Festival in April. At a recent show in Atlanta, Eilish paused a performance when she saw a fan struggling to breathe, waiting for them to receive medical attention before continuing. In what Ye has seen as a reference to last year's fatal Astro World tragedy, she said, I wait for people to be okay before I keep going. Ten people died and hundreds were injured in a crowd crush at rapper Travis Scott's Astro World Festival in November. In an Instagram post, Kanye West asked Eilish to apologise to Scott and the families of the people who lost their lives. Otherwise, he won't play Coachella, he said. Eilish responded, never said a thing about Travis, was just helping a fan. And finally, how do you save a struggling Sicilian town? Sell houses for one euro, of course. Yes, after years of emigration, the hilltop town of Sambuca has been revitalised after it decided to sell empty houses on the cheap. Surprised by the immense demand for one euro houses, the council turned to auction, raking in an average of 4,000 euros each. The town now has a new estate agent, restaurant, cafe and food shop. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 12th of February. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.